As a homeowner in Chickasaw, Alabama, you're probably interested in hearing about more innovative, efficient, and affordable ways to cool your home. Thanks to vast improvements in HVAC technology, air conditioners are more effective and energy efficient than ever before. Let's talk about the several impressive innovations that can help you stay cool during the hot summer months. While some of the devices mentioned aren't yet widely available, they're likely to become more commonplace in the near future. Air conditioning, AC, units have become an essential part of modern life, but this simple refrigeration technology has remained relatively unchanged since the 1940s. As climate change effects like rising temperatures and heat waves encourage more AC use, the increase in energy needed to cool us down could easily accelerate climate change. Air cooling technology needs a fundamental rethink to avoid this destructive climate feedback loop. That might seem small fry next to total industrial greenhouse gas emissions, but the International Energy Agency estimates that 4.5 billion units will be installed by 2050, using around 13% of all electricity worldwide. Buildings need to be part of the solution. Tighter regulations will stop construction companies from relying on AC alone and concentrate on sealing air leaks, adding insulation, and applying reflective colors to rooftops. Retrofitting 80% of the 28 billion square feet of U.S. commercial building roof area with cooling. Reflective white would save $735 million in energy costs annually. Nine out of ten domestic households now have AC units. Redesigning those units could be a major way we tackle climate change. New air conditioners use roughly 50% less energy than they did in 1990. But what if each unit captured carbon dioxide from the air and converted it into renewable hydrocarbon fuels? Research published under the title of Crowd Oil Not Crude Oil suggests just that. Chemical engineer Roland Dittmayer says the system will take carbon dioxide and water from air, extract hydrogen and then turn it into liquid synthetic oil. Wells of oil then provide individual buildings or neighborhoods with crowd-sourced carbon-free energy. Meanwhile, the World Economic Forum suggests that increasing energy efficiency and improving AC performance will massively reduce emissions. Manufacturers are creating hybrid technologies that transfer heat between semiconductors or use magnetic fields, which perform four or five times better. In hotter developing countries the need for improvements is stark. More than 22,000 Indians died from heat exposure between 1992 and 2016, and 75% of the population faced dangerous heat and humidity levels by 2100. So the Global Cooling Prize was launched, attracting more than 1,600 engineering teams with a prize worth at least $1 million to the winner. Finalists have come up with solutions that reduce or remove entirely harmful hydrofluorocarbon, HFC, refrigerants from air conditioners. Alternatives include using low-cost solid-state non-toxic plastic crystals and a moisture storage battery assembly that dries the air first, making it easier to cool. Another improves compressor and heat exchanger performance and has an inbuilt solar panel to power it. The reality is that older units will not cut it and programs to reduce HFC are aiming to shrink their use by 80% by 2050, reducing emissions equivalent to 140 to 290 billion tons of CO2. Alternative cooling technologies such as ground source and dual source heat pumps that draw on ground and air temperature exchange to cool buildings are also increasing in popularity.
In winter they warm buildings using ground heat and in summer they pump heat out of buildings into the ground and surrounding air. Cleaner and smarter electricity grid technologies will add to the steady reduction of emissions as more solar, wind, and other renewable sources, like hydrogen, come online. Better control systems and sensors will minimize the energy needed to cool buildings. And there is always space for true futuristic innovation, such as Penn State University's thermoacoustic chiller, which uses sound waves and helium to lower temperatures, or mirrors that simply bounce heat radiation out into the cold reaches of space, reducing the energy needed to cool structures by up to 70%. Methods may vary, but engineers agree that avoiding the coming cold crunch by reducing the energy sucked up by AC will be essential to tackling climate change. Last week, Californians got a reminder of one of the most vexing paradoxes of global warming. With temperatures well over 110 degrees Fahrenheit in some regions on Tuesday night, hundreds of thousands of the state's residents received beeping text alerts to notify them that the power grid, straining under the weight of millions of air conditioning units, was about to collapse. Save power now, the text warned, or face rolling blackouts. Consumers conserved and the state's electricity grid made it out of a record-breaking hot day relatively unscathed. Still, as temperatures rise worldwide, more people are going to need to install air conditioners. Butas currently sold, AC units can actually make global warming worse. On hot days, they suck tons of electricity from the grid, and their chemical refrigerants can accelerate global warming. This is why researchers and startups are hoping to create new, cutting-edge AC units. AC technology has seen only incremental improvements over the past 100 years, said Ankit Kalanki, a manager at Third Derivative, a climate tech accelerator co-founded by the energy think tank RMI. There has not been a step change in innovation. The good news is that companies are hurrying to develop more efficient ACs. The question is whether they will be ready in time. Current ACs are not going to cut it. Over the next few decades, the global demand for air conditioning is expected to skyrocket. According to the International Energy Agency, the number of AC units in buildings across the world should reach 5.6 billion by 2050, up from only around 2 billion units today. But unless air conditioning gets an efficiency revamp, all those ACs are going to put unprecedented strain on the electricity grid. Air conditioners and electric fans already account for approximately 10% of electricity consumption worldwide. On extremely hot days, AC efficiency drops, as the units have to work harder to move heat from indoors to outdoors. During a heat wave, millions of people come home and turn on their ACs at the same time, somewhere between the hours of 4 p.m. and 9 p.m. when that happens. Air conditioning can account for a whopping 60 to 70% of electricity demand, and shape grids like California's. Meanwhile, the key component of modern air conditioner chemicals known as refrigerants has been the bane of the atmosphere for decades. ACs work by exposing a liquid refrigerant, a chemical with a low boiling point, to hot indoor air. That heat causes the refrigerant to evaporate into gas, cooling the air. A compressor then turns the refrigerant back into liquid and repeats the process. The problem is that refrigerants can leak out of air conditioners, both during use and, more commonly, when the ACs are discarded. Early ACs were largely made with chlorofluorocarbons, 
or CFCs, which were responsible for one of the first truly global climate anxieties, the hole in the ozone layer. CFCs were phased out by the 1987 Montreal Protocol, an international treaty to counteract ozone hole depletion, and eventually replaced by hydrofluorocarbons, or HFCs. But HFCs have their own problem, they are greenhouse gases that, in the short term, are thousands of times more potent than carbon dioxide. An amendment to the Montreal Protocol has HFCs set to phase down dramatically by the mid-2040s in the meantime, however, they're still contributing to global warming. The next generation. There are a lot of ways to make existing AC technology more efficient. Some newer AC units use different refrigerants, such as one known as R32, which has less planet warming potential than other hydrofluorocarbons and also takes less energy to compress, thus saving electricity. Other units use a technology known as variable speed compressors, that allow the unit to run on different settings. The compressor can speed up if it's 100 degrees Fahrenheit and sweltering, or slow down if it's only 85 degrees. That can help save on electricity and utility bills. And more advanced models are just around the corner. Kalanke was one of the leaders of an initiative at RMI known as the Global Cooling Prize, which rewarded manufacturers who could produce affordable AC prototypes that would be at least five times better for the climate than existing models. Two companies received the prize in tandem, Gree Electric Appliances and Daikin Industries. Both used traditional vapor compression technology but with improved refrigerants and clever designs that could change settings in response to outdoor temperatures. Other companies, startups, and researchers are investigating whether they can ditch vapor compression entirely. A startup called Blue Frontier uses a liquid that sucks moisture from the air and stores it in a tank to control the temperature. According to the company, this approach could save up to 60% of the electricity required to run an AC year-round. And a group of researchers at Harvard University has developed an air conditioning prototype that they call Cold Snap. The prototype doesn't use a refrigerant but uses a special coating on a ceramic frame to evaporate water to cool the indoor space without adding moisture to the air.